here on Car Radio with Henry Payne. Great to have you on board here from noon to two on a Saturday for the best car radio program in all of Michigan. Got a great program for you today. Uh, we'll be talking to our good friend Bob Lutz. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of him of, of late uh, out at Willow Run. Uh, fantastic Wings and Wheels auto show out there. Bob had some of his uh, collectibles out there. And uh, Bob is always uh, has a great perspective on the industry. We'll be catching up with him. Uh, this is also the Chicago Auto Show week. Yes, the big auto shows are back in town. Um, I'm uh, Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, and might normally be out there at the Chicago Auto Show, but it's a little smaller this year uh, as they get back up and running, and uh, they'll be. Uh, 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 public days from July 15th, uh, that was Thursday through the 19th, uh, and um, out there in the West Building of Chicago. So if you're headed uh, west, check out the uh, Chicago Auto Show, and uh, and uh, they got a great display on. We'll be talking to Dave Sloan, who is a general manager of that show, and, uh, uh, and he'll be catching us up on all the details about the Chicago Auto Show. And then we'll also be talking to Dave Vanderwerp with Car and Driver magazine. Uh, Dave is the uh, testing editor for Car and Driver. They just put on their inaugural EV1000, which is a <laughs> fascinating race. Uh, they took 11 electric cars, including the Tesla Model 3 of yours truly, and uh, 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 took them on a loop uh, through four states and uh, – to, to see um, what the charging infrastructure is like, what it was like to drive these 11, 11 different EVs. So we'll be talking to uh, Dave about that experience, uh, fascinating experience, a variety of cars. Uh, that's just the first hour. Second hour, we'll have some uh, great interviews coming your way with Patrick Long of Porsche and Tanner Faust of uh, VW. And as always, give us a call here at 313-778-7600 if you want to join the conversation. Um, I think uh, we got Bob Lutz uh, on the line. Uh, Bobby, there. No Bob Lutz at this time. No, we still haven't uh, heard from Bob. Okay, we're trying to uh, hook him up. We've had some uh, phone uh, issues at. Um, we've had some uh, phone issues here at uh, uh, nine ten a.m. this morning, and uh, I'm, I'm hearing from Bob. Uh, uh, by email, he's trying to get into the station, so uh, we'll try, try uh, uh, working on him. And uh, Jalen, that's my producer here at the other end. Uh, Jalen will be working on that uh, as well. Uh, uh, Bob Lutz, uh, of course, uh, uh, one of the giants in the industry, uh, uh, famous designer, went on, became uh, vice president for General Motors. Uh, in the 2000s and uh, had so much influence uh, both on that company 
and on Chrysler, introducing some iconic uh, vehicles over the decades. And um, and and uh, I was just out at the Milford Proving Grounds yesterday, uh, checking out the latest building out there. This is the uh, huge testing facility out Interstate 96. Uh, in Milford, where uh, General Motors do, does so much of their engineering and testing. And it was really fascinating uh, to be out there um, uh, in, in, in one of their new facilities in Building 144, where they do a lot of simulator work now. The uh, computing power on offer to auto companies now is so tremendous, and um, it really um, uh, is really changing the industry uh, not only in what you see in cars, but also in uh, the automaker's ability to develop cars. So about that, as well as some other things. Um, uh, Jalen, let me uh, shoot you a, another number here. We're going to uh, keep trying to get in touch with uh, uh, Bob Lutz. Um, if you could uh, just give me a little music here, uh, Jalen, we'll be right back on the air uh, as we try to uh, hook up with Bob Lutz here today. Henry Payne with 910 AM, a Superstation. Uh, back at you live here today. Uh, we're, we're having uh, some hookup issues here with uh, Bob Lutz, but we'll continue to, to uh, try him and get him on the uh, program for you. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you in the meantime here a little bit more about um, uh, Building 144 out there at the Milford Proving Grounds. This is uh, the 144th building out there Um on the uh, proving grounds, uh, all of these automakers have uh, big, uh, big, big proving grounds uh, uh, where they, they do a lot of testing. In the case of uh, General Motors, uh, I think it's 4,000 acres they have out there, and uh, um, and and um, they they have uh, built a racetrack out there um, that. Uh, uh, that they use to, uh, to test the cars, and um, the the, uh, the the test track actually we all in the journalism uh, trade call it um, the the Lutz Ring because uh, uh, Bob Lutz apparently had uh, quite a hand in uh, developing it. And um, the the uh, I went out there yesterday to uh, to test out the new uh, fabulous uh, Cadillac. Uh, CTSV Blackwing, um, and uh, it was it was raining cats and dogs, and so we couldn't get out on the uh, the track. But um, 
the, uh, the the facility is, is is really tremendous, and so we got to look inside this building 144 um, at, at uh, some of the simulators that the engineers use to develop these cars. And what's fascinating is these new Cadillac CT5 V and the V Blackwing, in addition to the Corvette C8, the first ever mid-engine Corvette, were heavily developed in this building in uh, in in um, uh, building 144 and so um, we, uh, uh, we 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 uh, got a look at some of the simulators that they use uh, for that for that program and uh, and it's, it's really something I mean uh, uh, I, first time I've witnessed a full uh, simulator uh, they, they have them down in North Carolina at some of the race teams and uh, 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 very hard to get into, obviously, but the automakers all have them and use them to develop these cars. And uh, really fascinating to watch the engineering that goes into a simulator and watch a, a car uh, go around the uh, Milford Proving Grounds, for example, uh, in, in total virtual reality uh, that these engineers work on as they bring these cars to market. Um, checking in with uh, Bob here. Uh, Jalen, we got Bob on the line. Not at this moment, no. Okay, I I, um, I sent you a phone number for him. You got that? Yes, received. Okay, yeah. So we'll uh, we're 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 going to continue to try uh, uh, Bob Lutz here and get him uh, on the line. We're <laughs> trying a, a number of different uh, a number of different uh, uh, phone uh, connections. So we'll uh, keep. Keep working on uh, Bob for you. All right. Um, yeah, I think we I think we got Bob. Yes, he's now on the line. Oh, excellent, Bob Lutz. How are you? I'm I'm fine, thanks. But the two numbers you folks gave me, one of them gets forwarded to an automatic voice message system, and the other one's a fax number. <laughs> yeah, we've had some real. The stations had some real issues with AT and T. Uh, today uh the the lines have been in and out so i suspect uh we're still still suffering some of those landline problems with at&t but glad we could hook up with you uh by cell phone and and i was just uh saying to our audience i was in building 144 yesterday bob on the milford proving grounds uh this this fabulous uh a uh, new building that GM has built out there. Uh, have you been in there, been building 144 with the simulators? Uh, I have not, no, because, you know, I retired like, uh, what, 11 years ago or 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were talking about you quite a bit because uh, uh, you've had such a, a influence, obviously, on that company, but in particular on those uh, proving grounds. And so this building 144, which contains the latest simulator Technology looks out over the Milford uh, racetrack, uh, which we, uh, we we all lovingly call the Lutz Ring. I know uh, you've had a few laps around that place. You bet. <laughs> I think that, and that's relatively recent too, isn't it? Uh, wasn't that the the racetrack out there test track putting put in place around 2006 or so? Yeah, it may have, it, it, that sounds about right. It may have been a little earlier. And, and, and uh, you know, you really can't develop high-performance cars like Cadillac CTSVs and 
Corvettes and so forth on a regular proving ground because those surfaces are mainly designed to tune suspensions for normal everyday road work. So they've got various types of bad pavement, uh, none of which resemble a racetrack. And uh, God knows you can't can't go out and do it on public roads anymore. And renting the Nürburgring for two or three weeks costs a fortune, plus all the people you have to send over there. So having your own high-performance track, uh, it's not that expensive, and I think it's a real asset for automobile companies. Well, and, and it was fascinating, Bob, to see the integration they have done with that track and with the simulators in this Building 144. These are uh, a full simulator with a buck, uh, just like you'd find down in uh, North Carolina at, uh, that the race teams have down there. So we were in that uh, in that simulator watching uh, one of the engineers drive a Cadillac CTSV Blackwing around the Milford Proving Grounds uh, in in in, uh, in virtual realities. And, and so they really now they they they're able to to take uh, to do so much uh, work on the simulator even before they go on a track and uh, apply all that data. Yeah. Sure, you get you get 95% of it done before you ever build a car. Yeah. Well, and then in your time there, you must have seen the development time really shrink as, as these tools became available to you. Well, yeah. It, it, as part of it was changing the way we did business, which was, to do a lot of things in parallel as opposed to doing them sequentially. Uh, so now the average development time for a new car is maybe, depending on the size of the program, it's somewhere between 24 and 28 months. But what's really what's really shortened, Henry, is the time to do new engines. I mean, new engines used to take five years because for carburetor tuning, the development engineers say would say we need at least two full summers and at least two full winters to get the carburetor calibration and advanced curves and all of that right. Well, now they can build whole engines on the computer, combustion chambers, uh, watch combustion taking place on the computer. Yeah, that's it's an amazing development. I, I want to let you know, Bob, we're going to get cut off here for a golf announcement. Um, I think, uh, Jalen, we got a golf update coming in here. Yes. One under 69, he's minus one overall in 10 back. It felt like a better round than one under par, but, you know, it was encouraging to, to see some of the golf that I played in that front nine. It's just a matter of, of trying to keep that going and, you know, try to turn those nine-hole stretches into 18-hole stretches and then, those 18 hole stretches into into whole tournaments, so it's getting there. It's still hard to believe that McElroy has not won a major in seven years. Jordan Spieth hasn't won one in four years. He has tied Louis Oosthuizen atop the leaderboard at 11 under. Spieth with back-to-back -back birdies at six and seven. Oosthuizen has made par at the first six holes. Spieth's college teammate at Texas, Dylan Fratelli, is nine under, two back. Colin Morikawa at seven under. I'm Ted Emmerich, Westwood One Sports. 
Marcus by Goldman Sachs offers personal loans with no fees ever. Banks offer coffee. So what's more important, a Marcus by Goldman Sachs loan with no fees that could help consolidate debt or bank coffee that tastes like bank coffee? You can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Investing involves risk and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Lending and deposits products provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Summer is here, and NFLShop.com has officially licensed gear for every fan, including tees, tanks, shorts, and more. Head over to NFLShop.com today for the ultimate assortment of officially licensed NFL product to make this summer the best one yet. NFL Shop is your destination for all things summer with tailgating games, barbecue sets, swimwear, and more. Support your favorite team all year long with NFL Shop. To shop now, go to NFLShop.com. Hi, we're back on Car Radio here. Uh, I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist with Detroit News, talking to Bob Lutz and uh, getting our little uh, breaks here today, uh, updates from the British Open uh, golf. Bob, you're talking about how much uh, uh, the development has changed and sped up uh, in recent decades. But um, uh, these days I'm also feeling like we're going backwards a little bit. the, The 1970s, we had inflation we had riots in the streets, and we had heavy, heavy government intervention in the U.S. auto industry. It seems like we're back there again here at the, at the dawn of the 2020s. Well, yeah. I mean, look, once it's, it's all, it's basically on automatic pilot. Once you accept the theory of man-made climate change, and once you accept that motor vehicles are a major contributor of CO2, um, both of which I question politically, but you know, not for me to uh, not for me to undo uh, UN and U.S. government policy. But once you accept that, then you have to accept that uh, you have to go to full electrification, and full electrification is is obviously forcing technology. And it's forcing automobile companies to produce basically a series of of electric vehicles, which up to now the public has proven unwilling to buy, and they cost more than conventional vehicles, by the way. But I'm very hopeful that with advances in battery technology, the range of electric vehicles will soon be on average between 350 and 400 miles and the cost of batteries will drop because the battery is the most expensive component in an electric car. So if we get to the point where every morning when you remove the plug on your car, you've got 400 miles in the tank, you've got great performance, you have almost zero maintenance because there's nothing to wear out, there's no transmission, the brakes get nowhere because of regenerative braking, the electric motor never needs servicing, Uh, and you've got uh, all of the performance, you're paying the same prices for an internal combustion car. I mean, what's not to like? Uh, And we'll have fast charging. How many people really do more than 400 miles in a day? I mean, it's a tiny percentage. And for those, there'll be a network of thousands of charging stations around the country. So whether you and I like it or not, whether the bulk of the American and European public like it or not, 
full electrification of motor vehicles is on the way. And it'll be a forced job because at some point uh, governments will announce uh, bans on internal combustion vehicles. Well, and, uh, and uh, as, as you've stated in the past, uh, you also got the autonomous uh, car coming our way. So all, all our individual cars may be relegated to uh, the equivalent to horse to uh, horse stables and horse tracks one of these days. So. That's exactly <laughs> right. There will be off-road venues for people who still own internal combustion cars. Uh, and there will be like the automotive equivalent of dude ranches out west where people can go <laughs> off-roading, although in all likelihood that'll be electric too. Yeah, lots, uh, lot, lots to talk about. Uh, Bob, uh, appreciate your joining us uh, today. As, al- as always, sorry for the uh, phone issues, but we'll get you back on soon, and we'll and we'll keep talking. Always willing to do it, Henry. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Have a great weekend. Yeah, all right. We're going to take a we're, yep, we're going to take a break here and hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we're going to be talking to Dave Vanderwerp of Car and Driver about some of these electric vehicles coming to market. You're on Car Radio, 910 AM. America has experienced a rise in racial conflict that has jeopardized workplace productivity. Royce Kinney Brew and the Kinney Brew Group, LLC, can help with that challenge. Royce Kinney Brew has done over 17 years of cultural sensitivity work with K-12 schools, universities, and federal agencies like the DOJ, NASA, and the Department of Education. The Kinney Brew Group LLC conducts staff training that can help decrease HR and EEO complaints and improve workplace culture. Find out more information on the web at R-O-Y-C-E-K-I-N-N-I-E-B-R-E-W dot com. That's RoyceKinneyBrew dot com. Or call 833-GO-ROYCE to schedule a free consultation. Hi, I'm Hunter Ellis, and this is Atomic Beam USA. Another bright idea from Bulbhead, the ultra-bright, tough-grade flashlight that features tactical technology used by U.S. Special Forces. This flashlight has a feeble 125 lux output. The Atomic Beam USA has up to 5,000 lux. That's 40 times more. We're going to drop it hundreds of feet from this helicopter. It hits the tarmac, and it's still working. That's what I call a tough flashlight. Heavy downpours, mud puddles, even extreme temperatures are no match. You could spend over $100, or the Atomic Beam USA can be yours for just $19.99 with free lifetime guarantee. Order now, you can double it and get a second Atomic Beam USA. Just pay a separate fee, and we'll even ship them to you for free. Atomic Beam USA is just $19.99. Order now. Call 1-800-638-2619 to get your Atomic Beam USA. Call now or go to AtomicBeam.com. So call 1-800-638-2619. Deluxe version available. Order now. This is why you work so hard to pay the mortgage. Because home is more than four walls and a roof. It's that port swing on a summer night. It's pajamas with feet and everybody over for Sunday dinner. And that old stuffed chair in the living room you just can't get rid of. This is why you work a second job. This is why you learn to fix things yourself. So you could save on repairs. Because home is your place, your memories 
your family sleeping in their own beds at night. And that is why we want to help. We are making Home Affordable, a free government resource that can make paying the mortgage easier. And now even more options are available. Call 888-995-HOPE today. You're on Car Radio with Henry Payne. On the line with us, Cadillac Racing's program manager, Laura Clouser. How are things looking down there at Daytona Raceway? We've got a little bit of everything. The NASCAR team, an XF1 driver, of course, IndyCar. And then the Insta crew that does really take the machine and show everybody what it's made of. Talking to Jim Morrison, who is the Jeep brand chief. I'm happy to report that Grand Cherokee has been still the market leader for five years. We held the highest loyalty. The best car radio program in all of radio. And you can only get it here on 910 AM Superstation. 910, the Superstation. The oldest radio station in town since 1922. to 910 AM, a superstation. You're on car radio with Henry Payne. And um, we've got Dave Vanderwerk on the line with us from Car and Driver. Uh, Dave, how are you? I'm great, Henry. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Good to have you on the program. Uh, I want to make sure I got your title right. You're you're, uh, you're uh, testing editor for Car and Driver, right? Yep, I'm the, I'm the testing director. So me and my team do all of our instrumented testing that we are well known for yeah well and uh, which we all uh, really count on including uh, uh fellow uh, auto scribes like me you guys are the baseline for uh, performance in this industry with uh, uh with performance data zero to 60 times etc so good to have car and driver and your team around so dave uh, uh speaking of testing uh, you guys just pulled off a big test um over the last couple of months, uh, you, you took 11 EVs. One of them was my Tesla Model 3, and you uh, entered them in your inaugural EV1000. Tell everybody about it. We did. I mean, it, it's uh, so as you know, the the industry is undergoing this dramatic change toward EVs. Right, every automaker right now is talking about future plans for electrification, including all electric vehicles, right? There's hundreds and hundreds in the works that are coming in the next few years. And so what we what we wanted to do was sort of take uh, stock of what the industry has today. And so we gathered up all of the electric vehicles that we could get our hands on today, and that's um, the 11 that you mentioned. And then we, we wanted to really take a comprehensive sort of 360-degree look around the cars themselves, the charging infrastructure, how these things are used, what it's like on a road trip, as well as kind of ancillary issues like what do I need to do to get my house wired up to charge an electric car? Where is all this additional electrical power going to come from in terms of the grid? You know, and just, just kind of all of the issues that surround this um, coming switch toward electric cars and additional electrification. So, the 
the EV1000 that you mentioned was our way that we really wanted to do in addition to our normal kind of stuff, right? Uh, we took all these cars around our challenging two-lane road circuit that we use to judge our 10 best cars list every year. We took all the cars there. We had all our editors drive them, take a bunch of notes, uh, of course, rate them in all the normal ways that we do in terms of ride and handling. And, uh, of course, we took them all to the test track and measured all the standard performance metrics, some of the ones you mentioned, like 0 to 60, quarter mile, braking, cornering, top speeds, all that good stuff. And then we also invented, we, we actually invented a new test specifically for the EVs and to look at the fast charging, right? So the, the what's called level three or DC fast charging, which you are certainly familiar with as a Tesla owner because Tesla has the most impressive and built out network of their supercharger yeah. stations. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of, um, I don't know if it's confusion yet, but, but the information just isn't clear to the customer today, right? So automakers tend to quote charge times that they cherry pick that make their car look as good as it can, right? So they might say that they can charge from, say, a 5% state of charge of the battery to an 80% state of charge in X number of minutes on whatever uh, equipment they're assuming that, that is the, takes advantage of the maximum capability of the car, but they often quote those those um, those bookends because maybe right after 80% state of charge, the charge rate falls off considerably, right? And the automaker, there isn't a set standard. And so automakers quote different charge rates and different, uh, you know, from this percent to this percent. And so what we did is we created a standardized test that we're going to continue to do from now on. But um, we took all these cars charged from 10% of state of charge to 90% state of charge on the fastest available equipment we had, which in most cases was um, plenty to uh, achieve the car's stated. Did we lose uh, Dave there? Oh, sorry, did I drop off? There we go. I think we got you back, Dave. Okay, sorry about that. Um, in addition to that charging test, hopefully you caught under three back for Tilly and Spieth playing in the second to last pairing today. They won a national championship together at Texas in 2012. Colin Morikawa and Corey Connors are eight under, four off the lead. Connors on a run of three straight birdies at 12, 13, and 14. He's four under for the day. Dustin Johnson sliding three over through eight. He's now four under, eight back. I'm Ted Emmerich, Westwood One Sports. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. The following message has been furnished by the PGA. Let's go play golf. There's something about this game. Golf brings us together no matter where or how you choose to play. From the course to your backyard or even online with friends. Play your way and let your swag show. Invite someone 
Give golf a go and make it your thing. <laughs> All right, welcome back uh, to Car Radio here. We're uh, talking with Dave Vanderwerf, a car and driver, about uh, their latest test of uh, EVs. Dave, sorry about the uh, interruption there from the British Open, but uh, yeah, we're, we're juggling a lot of news these, uh, today. No worries. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, so you're saying, so uh, and as part of this uh, baselining, the EV car, you, you guys set up this uh, EV1000 uh, test. Yeah, so this was kind of a, we wanted to push the cars uh, out to a distance that was going to require multiple charges, right? So we're, we're looking at sort of vehicle's range. We're also looking at charging infrastructure. And we deliberately chose a, a kind of challenging route with, with multiple different sections, right? So we started at our headquarters in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and we all had to go south to Cincinnati. And then we, and so there we were along a section of I-75 interstate, right? So the, along there, the charging infrastructure is pretty good. But then we deliberately then cut across Southern Ohio on secondary roads uh, where the infrastructure is you know, far more lacking, uh, and then, you know, back up past uh, Pittsburgh, up back to northern um, Ohio, you know, through West Virginia, Pennsylvania, back across northern Ohio on I-90, I and and back to the office. And, you know, it's really interesting. I think, I think a lot of people might be surprised to know that this trip is actually possible today in EVs, right? I mean, the, the infrastructure, unless you're looking for it, isn't very obvious. These aren't these aren't uh, gas station-looking things, right? These are often units that are tucked in the back of a big box store or, or somewhere else that aren't immediately obvious. Uh, even some of the level two chargers that our our teams encountered that uh, didn't have the benefit of Tesla's impressive network were sometimes charging at state parks, were charging at uh, adult education centers, and things like this. And and so, I think the one key thing to, to say now that even choosing a deliberately kind of rural route, we still, all cars were, were able to make it, although obviously not some as, as quick as others. <laughs> and, you had, uh, and you had quite a variety of car. Uh, you, you had the Teslas, uh, which filled the podium, one, two, three, as you say, because the Tesla charging network is uh, so more, much more robust uh, than anything out there. Uh, had a Nissan Leaf uh, brought up the rear. Even had a Porsche Taycan in the in the mix there. Um, uh, talk about the mix of strategies a little bit. You were uh, you you came in number one with the Tesla Model S. Uh, your colleague Dave Beard, I, I think, had a very different strategy in the Porsche Taycan. He was trying to go as fast as possible. Uh, talk about some of the different strategies you guys used. Yeah. So. So we all were assigned cars by sort of draw of a hat, and we were all teamed with a partner. And the, the thinking behind that being that the passenger could be uh, always searching for the next stop or doing research and things like that so that drivers wouldn't have to pull over to safely be researching where to stop next. And so we all got our uh, car and team assignments a few days before. So we all did a lot of research, uh, most of us using a site that you're probably familiar with called a better route planner. And it's a really cool site for EV owners. You can, you can actually pick any EV that's on the market today and it will use that car's real world consumption figures 
You can also tell it how fast you plan to go, and it will, it will plot out your stops for you. So most of us did that, although I think a lot of us, partially because of user error and partially because, you know, we might have not gone the exact speed that we had promised to go, ended up changing along the way. But um, one thing that a lot of the, the non-Tesla teams ran into was just a lack of in, infrastructure, right? So multiple times along the route, uh, people had doubled up on each other, come up to one one plug, and two or three teams were looking to use that, that one plug at the same time. So obviously people were just left there waiting. And as you mentioned, people had different strategies. Uh, we had, we uh, since we're in the Model S Long Range Plus, with the, the longest range vehicle there and the benefit of the, the supercharger network, we really felt like we drew the number one seed and had to live up to that. So we kind of went all out on uh, efficiency-mindedness and ended up, you know, no climate control, no radio, no nothing. We, we uh, ran a Bluetooth speaker uh, instead of uh, using the car, you know, sort of went to the nth degree to see how far we could stretch it. And on our first leg, we actually did 326 miles uh, all the way to Chillicothe, Ohio, from, from Ann Arbor. So that was real impressive. And uh, we didn't see anyone else the entire time. We ended up an hour and a half in front of everyone else. But as you mentioned, the, the people charging on um, SAE Combo, which is, the uh, aside from Tesla, the next most popular plug type for DC fast charging, they had uh, more options, but there were some choices where, you know, you might have to go a little bit further out of your way to get to a, say, Electrify America unit that could charge faster. And so, like you, you referenced, Dave Beard thought, you know, I can make up the distance, the extra distance I have to go by going faster and then char- also charging faster. And uh, so that was some of the some of the calculus there. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I, I love that you guys uh, uh, were using things like Better Route Planner, because I, I think as folks uh, get into these cars, uh, that's going to become really essential uh, when you're when you're in a Tesla. It's it's a proprietary network, so the car is talking to the network all the time. It's pretty seamless. But I'm driving a Mustang Mach E uh, right now. I'm up north in Charlotte, Charlottesville, Michigan, and even getting up here uh, with Electrify America's infrastructure is is problematic. Uh, strangely enough, the, the Mustang sometimes can find Electrify America chargers, sometimes it can't, and uh, and then you're left looking at 240 volt. Um, <laughs> alternatives, which are just not practical. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how these third-party uh, planners came up. You found that pretty reliable, this uh, better route planner? We, yes, I would say in general, yes. Although the, sometimes the individual units, as I'm sure you might have experienced, uh, I mean, one of the other sort of difficulties of EV ownership today, again, non-Tesla, is that you're stitching together multiple networks, and there's some some websites and some apps that can help you do that. Things like a better route planner or uh, PlugShare. But you know, ahead of this event, a lot of us had ChargePoint accounts, EVGo accounts, Electrify America accounts. You're juggling all these various accounts and all these different networks to try to figure out the best way you want to do it. And instead, in a Tesla, you simply go to all the Tesla station. So, I mean, that, that sort of can't be overstated, although the infrastructure has a long way to go to get us to a point that it's ubiquitous, right? So, Electrify America is sort of the second biggest infrastructure uh, of charging now, and they have 
600 units in the U.S. Tesla has about 1,000, but there's 150,000 gas stations, right? So we're just miles and miles away from ubiquitous charging on every corner and uh, being able to deal with the surge of, say, uh, road trips on spring break week where everyone's headed south in the same direction at the same time and things like that. Yeah. So, but it's interesting you, you brought up that you're driving a Mach-E right now because that's actually, you know, all of this testing and this road trip culminated in us naming our first ever EV of the year, and we actually picked the, the Mustang Mach-E for a combination of, of its attributes. Uh, obviously not because it won the EV1000. As you mentioned, the, the Tesla has finished one, two, three there, mostly because of the network, uh, but the, the Mach-E finished fourth. It actually ran into some some charging issues with the EVgo station uh, that that held it back a bit. But we really like the way the Mach-E drives. We really like how practical it is. It's a it's a sort of uh, mid-size crossover shape and size and functionality. But it's it's more playful to drive than that, as I'm sure you've appreciated in your time with it. And the car is really balanced at the limit, and it really exude some fun to it and also looks great we thought so yeah i i was uh, at a charger and you know you have to get used to sitting at chargers for a half hour when you have electric cars and so you strike up conversations with folks and uh, a couple with a tesla came over and said hey that's a that's a good looking thing you know and dave the, the one thing i'm surprised that i like about the mustang mach e is i like the in unbridled mode, I like the sound it makes, that little growl it makes. Um, <laughs> it's actually kind of appealing. Yeah, I think I think overall uh, most of our, our folks liked it as well. It's interesting, though, and, and that's, a, that's something that we are definitely noticing in this switch to electrified vehicles that we're missing the sound, right? And what, it, what is an EV, what should an EV sound like? And a lot of the Automakers right now are grappling with that question. I think the the Porsche Taycan also has a very cool kind of uh, spaceshipy sound that, uh, again, like the like the Mach E, you can turn it on and off. But uh, it's interesting to see what the different automakers are coming up with in the sound arena because electric vehicles are are largely silent. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting journey to follow. Great to have car and driver doing baseline tests like this EV1000. Dave, uh, thanks for joining us today, and uh, hope to talk to you again sometime. Thanks, Henry. Appreciate it. That's Dave Vanderwerp with Car and Driver. Uh, he's a testing editor there. Find all their uh, good work there at carandriver.com as well as in the magazine. Uh, this current issue is particularly pregnant uh, with this EV1000, uh, in which they take the 11 state-of-the-art EVs on the road, uh, test them against one tra- uh, uh, each other, and it's fascinating. Uh, speaking of lots of cars in one place, we got an auto show. The Chicago Auto Show is uh, back. It's in the summer. It's in July. We're joined by Dave, uh, Dave Sloan, who is the uh, general manager for the auto show. Uh, Dave, great to have you. How are things looking over there? Looking great. Looking great. Thanks for having me. Uh, really appreciate the time. The, uh, you guys are normally uh, in February. You're all inside, obviously, because uh, it's uh, it's cold as, as Detroit is in February. Uh, you guys are taking the opportunity of July 
to go outside a little bit. Uh, uh, tell us about uh, uh, how the show's look. Uh, how the show's a little different this year. Yeah. So way back a year ago, we were trying to figure out contingencies on what we would do if we couldn't hold the show in February, and uh, trying to find a hole on McCormick Place's calendar even during a pandemic is difficult because shows don't cancel until they absolutely have to. So we normally take up a million square feet over a month uh, on McCormick Place's calendar with the move in and the show and so on, move out. And uh, so we needed to shorten our, our window to find an open space on the calendar. So we thought, okay, let's get shorter, five days. Let's have a shorter move in. And uh, which also helps with our exhibitors. They, their investment can be less. And they were looking for something like that at that time, at this time. And so we thought, wait a minute, let's, let's move to the West Building in July. And uh, we can try things we've never done before. And... Uh, Hey, we're just going to have a uh, quick break here from uh, and hear from the British Open. Give us an update of what's going on over there in the golfing world. Last decade are firing in the third round at Royal St. George's. Louis Oosthuizen 12 under. He leads Jordan Spieth 11 under. One back. Oosthuizen all pars through eight holes, save for a birdie at seven. Spieth 3 under. Midway through his round, he has knocked in four birdies today. Dylan Fratelli and Colin Morikawa are 9 under. Three off the lead. Morikawa drained a long birdie at eight from the fringe, looking to regain equilibrium after a couple of early bogeys. Corey Connors is 8 under. Four back. Marcel Seen, the man bun from Germany, seven under with Scotty Scheffler. They're five off the pace. Brooks Kepka moving backward, two over through 13. He's three under for the week and nine back. Justin Thomas plus one. I'm Ted Emmerich, Westwood One Sports. Mike, I understand you need to park. Carly's Car Shop demands more engine-fixing horsepower. They need to floor it to find their staff some backup. We need to finish up that coupe today. It cannot be here for another two weeks. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. While our season is over, our fight for equity is not. The NFL created Inspire Change to reduce barriers to opportunity and create progress in police community relations, criminal justice reform, education, and economic advancement. Join NFL players, clubs, and the league in ensuring that access to opportunity is a reality for all. It takes all of us to advance social justice. Learn more at NFL.com slash Change. All right, we're back on Car Radio here at 9, 10 a.m., uh, talking with Dave Sloan, general manager for the Chicago Auto Show. Uh, Dave, sorry for the interruption there. We were uh, uh, getting updates from the British Open all day here on 9, 10 a.m. Uh, back to Chicago, you're, you're talking about how things are a little different uh, for a July show. Yeah, so we've got about uh, 11 different brands with 50 different cars out on uh uh, out on the in Indiana Avenue, which is just adjacent to the West Building, and uh, they're doing test drives for people. And then um, we have a couple of outdoor displays. Ford brought an outdoor 
off-road test track and put it in a parking lot adjacent to Indiana Avenue. And they also are showcasing their electric vehicles, the Mustang Mach-E and the Ford F-150 Lightning, uh, in a, in another uh, activation. So lots going on outside. And then Camp Jeep and uh, Ram Truck Territory are with their indoor test track. So a great rivalry brewing <laughs> between the Jeep Wrangler and, and Bronco. And it's on center stage here in Chicago with the two off-road test tracks and uh you know the 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 jeep guys were out checking the uh the steepness of the hill and the bronco track and so vice versa um so a lot of a lot of fun stuff going on (laughs) yeah i love that uh it's been so long since there's been an auto show in fact the chicago auto show uh, back in february 2020 was the last major auto show that um uh, on the calendar, and then we went into this uh, COVID pause, and here we are on the other side. Uh, Chicago is the first big show on the calendar, and there's so much pent up, uh, you know, pent up uh, excitement for vehicles like the Bronco, and to have the Bronco and Wrangler not only side by side there at your show, but also in a position where people can get in and and uh, drive them, I think is really uh, really cool. Yeah, yeah, professional drivers, thankfully, on the uh, steep hills. But, uh, but yeah, the, it, it's interesting, too. So with these 50 cars that are on the, on, uh, out for test drive on city streets, and those are customer driving, and uh, how many, you were just talking about electric vehicles, how the electric vehicles are really um, taking the, the, the bigger number of the test drives. Uh, I, I, we were watching them go by on Indiana Avenue all day long. Volkswagen's got their ID four out here. Mustang Mach-E is out for test drives. Uh, both in, uh, both EUV, uh, are out for test drives. So, and, and those are the ones that are getting the biggest number of test drives. It's really interesting. And I'll tell you a quick aside on the power of auto shows. So, Volkswagen had their ID4 up in a mall in the north suburbs here in Chicago just a month ago, and they were doing about a hundred test drives a day. And here we are, a couple of slow weekdays, you know, at the Chicago Auto Show, and they doubled the number of of test drives they were giving in the ID4. And uh, they even they're taking orders. They sold a couple uh, yesterday as well. I learned, and um, you just don't see that at these one-off events that uh, that companies do. If you can double the number of people taking test drives, I've got to believe it's worth worth the investment to be at an auto show. Really interesting. And again, that was Thursday and Friday. Who knows what they're going to do here today and tomorrow on the weekend? Yeah, it's uh, you know, Chicago is a perfect place for electric cars. I'm I'm up in Charlevoix, Michigan uh, this weekend with a Mustang Mach E electric car. It's it's tough in rural America, but if you're in Chicago, uh that that's I mean that's 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 the uh, the meat and potatoes environment for an electric vehicle. So I, I would I would think you'd have a lot of a lot of interest there from from folks and like you say, I mean there's there's no better way to experience different cars than an auto show. You know, get get your buddies, yeah. load them into the into the truck and just go down there and and you guys are famous really in Chicago for having uh so many activations where people can actually get into vehicles. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are absolutely right. And and something speaking of different in July. So at the end of the day, we thought, wait a minute, we got all these cars out for test drive. They usually slow down in the evening anyway. Let's put them on display on Indiana Avenue at the end of the day. We'll roll in a few food trucks and a couple of breweries and bring in some music. And we've got the first ever Chicago Auto Show Street Fest. And we we started it on Thursday night. It went great. Friday night built even better. And uh, now we even have better weather over the weekend. So we, we can't wait to see what it looks like. Just a great vibe. People are so excited to be out. So excited to be among the cars and the music. We had a couple of great blues bands going. It's it's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, and, and uh, that's what you want in Chicago. You want to come down town and uh, be outside and be part of the the party. It's great to hear uh, down Chicago uh, coming alive again like that. Um, uh, not to uh, put you on the spot because I know you got uh, so many brands there on display, but uh, tell me what you like. What do you, what do you what do you uh, uh, like as you look at uh, all those vehicles, Dave? The the funny thing is, I bought a uh, Jeep Wrangler. I said to my wife, "You know what? I, I'm I'm sorry, a Jeep Grand Cherokee." I said to my wife, "This is a classic uh, design of a vehicle. Let's buy this, keep it forever. Um, it, it's never going to get old." And I'll be darned if Jeep didn't come out and do an even better front end to the Grand Cherokee. <laughs> I mean, I still love mine. I still love mine, but they improved it. <laughs> you, there's no, you, you can't outguess a car designer, right? You can't, you can't beat them. You just got to join them. Yeah, and they got you in the fold now. So they, uh, yeah, the, the, the Grand Cherokee L, which I know is on display over there, is the interior on that thing is just spectacular. So not just the the front but the interior is fantastic i'm gonna have to get in and check it out i'm gonna have to get in and check it out but yeah and it, it, you know of uh, stellantis has always come to chicago big with a huge camp jeep display and their ram trucks territory too um it was funny this morning um just as the show opened at nine i see this family and they're like rushing they're they're putting uh, the wristbands on real fast on their kids, and they start running. I said, "What are you looking for? Can I help you find something?" And the dad says, "BRZ," <laughs> and he run into the super display. He starts taking pictures of the BRZ, and the and the mom and the two kids ran over to the uh, the pet adoption place with all these a uh, pen with all these puppies where Subaru is doing pet adoption on the uh, on the floor of the show. <laughs> it's just it it, it shows you. There's something for everyone at the Chicago <laughs> Show. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I'm I'm a sports car guy, so uh, great great to hear the Subaru BRZ getting uh, some love over there. Well, uh, uh, Dave, uh, great to uh, great to have you on, and, and great to have the Chicago Auto Show uh, back. I, I I think people are realizing how much they've missed these shows. That's for sure. That's for sure. And and I, I would be remiss not to mention the, the Concept Z that's on display, too, getting uh, a lot of uh, excitement in the uh, Nissan display. Very cool. Yeah, lots of good stuff. Some great toys to check out. Dave, have a great weekend, uh, and uh, good luck with the show. Thanks. We need it. We'll take it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, that's Dave Sloan. And, and if you're headed west... Uh, head over to the Chicago Auto Show. It's back in full swing down there at McCormick Place, right downtown, occupying that enormous uh, West building on that um, McCormick campus, the biggest 
convention center in the country, and they're also spilling out on Indiana Avenue uh, just west of the convention uh, center, too. So check it all out. Uh, great to have auto shows back. Uh, Detroit Auto Show uh, will be coming uh, in reduced form, but uh, a little later this year at M1 Concourse. We're going to take a break here at the top of the hour, hear from some sponsors. You're on Car Radio, 9, 10 a.m. You've got big dreams, but you've got big responsibilities, too. At Detroit Public Schools Community District, we believe it's never too late to continue learning. That's why we've partnered with Detroit at Work to provide an enhanced adult education program that is free and flexible. DPSCD can help you get your GED or high school diploma while learning critical workforce skills. DPSCD's Enhanced Adult Education Program is designed to build your future and help you land a good-paying job. Please visit DetroitAtWork.com. We all love fried food, but the problem is all that excess oil and fat can cause you to become overweight. Well, now there's the Cook Light Aero Fryer, an amazing kitchen miracle that uses air to fry instead of oil. So you can have the same delicious flavor and crispiness of deep frying using little or no oil. Get that deep fried taste and crispiness with up to 70% fewer calories. Enjoy crispy, delicious fries with little or no oil, guilt-free onion rings, cheesy and delicious mozzarella sticks. Call now and bring the Cook Light Aero Fryer into your home, including the Cook Light Aero Fryer Recipe Book, the unique patented dual tray, air frying mesh basket and tongs, and stainless steel extender ring. You'll get it all for five easy payments of $29.95. 